Welcome to Park Ave Baptist Church Podcast. A weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon. I'm Himra Chanel, pastor of community engagement and stewardship. And I'm Darcy Jarrett, pastor of worship, advocacy, and arts. Park Ave is a bold, inclusive, and creative community where everyone is welcome. We uplift voices and identities that are marginalized elsewhere. We affirm all ethnicities, racial identities, ages, socioeconomic groups, gender identities, and sexual orientations because we hold to a theology that refuses to other anyone. At Park Ave, our leadership model is non-hierarchical. And we practice an open pulpit where you will hear a multiplicity of theologically trained voices from different backgrounds and social locations. We don't just preach and talk about deconstructing systems and structures of power. We We practice practice it. Through this podcast, we hope you will be inspired, encouraged, and challenged. Listen Listen with with us now. Park Avenue Baptist Church, in response to COVID-19, has suspended in-person worship, but that can't stop us. What you'll hear on this podcast is a recording of our online worship, which happens each Sunday at 10 a.m. Join us through our Facebook, at Park Ave Baptist, or our Instagram, at Park Ave Baptist. We hope that you stay safe in these difficult times. Now we move into our time of biblical reading. Marcus, will you read for us, please? Yes, uh, Matthew 14, 22 through 23. Good morning, Park Avenue. Right then, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead to the other side of the lake while he dismissed the crowds. When he sent them away, he went up onto a mountain by himself to pray. Evening came and he was alone. Meanwhile, the boat, fighting a strong headwind, was battered by the waves and was already far away from land. Very early in the morning, he came to his disciples walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified and said, it's a ghost. They were so frightened, they screamed. Just then Jesus spoke to them, be encouraged, it's me, don't be afraid. Peter replied, Lord, if it's you, order me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. Then Peter got out of the boat and was walking on the water toward Jesus. But when Peter saw the strong wind, he became frightened. And as he began to sink, he shouted, Lord, rescue me. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him saying, you man of weak faith, why did you begin to have doubts? When they got into the boat, the wind settled down. Then those in the boat worshiped Jesus and said, you must be son, God's son. The word of God for the people of God. At this time, we're gonna have children's moment. I got my assistant here to help. Um, so gather round. I sent a message saying we needed some props for our children's moment this morning. So we have gathered the tiniest pebbles. How many do we have? We have four. Four pebbles. Four pebbles, y'all. And so let's do a moment of meditation. Yeah, you can hear me on the other end. That's cool. So let's take time to meditate, okay? Will you listen to these sounds and breathe in and breathe out and try to not be aware of the camera. I know that's hard. Okay. Sit up straight. 
pick up your first pebble. Breathe in and say to yourself, when you're breathing out, I feel fresh. I feel fresh. I feel fresh, flower fresh. Breathe in, breathe out, flower fresh. You want me to do a ding? Okay, breathe in again. Think about a flower, becoming a flower. Okay, set down your pebble, grab your next pebble. Ooh, I like that one, it's smooth. Okay, ready? You wanna do this? Here, I'll hold the pebble. Bring it three times. Breathe in and sit, have a seat. Say to yourself, I see myself as a mountain. Are you saying it to yourself? Here, hold your pebble. Whoops. I see myself as the mountain. What does being a mountain feel like? Being big? Yeah. Being tall? Yeah, it, it feels like being the most powerful of all. Mm, powerful. And the wind cannot blow me down. Mm, being steady. Mm, say, I see myself as a mountain. I see myself as a mountain. Okay, take another pebble. Hold the pebble. Ding. Ding. Say, I see, breathe, and say, I see myself as clear water. I see myself as clear water. What does it feel like to be clear water? Um, like I get added to more from the rain. Ooh, so you're a part of a big hole? Yeah, like I'm mm. part of a whole thing. Yeah. Do you reflect things if you're clear water? Yeah. yeah. Clear water. Like, the, like people can see. Okay, last pebble. Um, the mirror. Oh, like a mirror in the river. Okay, take your last pebble. Last one, really focus on this one. Breathe in. Breathe out. Say, I see myself as free space. Open, wide space. Go ahead, bring it. What does it feel like to have lots of space around you? I feel like I'm the whole world. Like you could do anything, right? I could go into the river, mm. climb a tree. Do anything. You can be anything too. As we think about meditations and the time it takes to focus our minds and our ears, let us pray together for focus. Do you want to hold my hand? God... I pray for all of the young saints and all of us still learning how to be and how to be yours, God. I pray that we can learn to focus our minds 
focus our minds and bodies because when we focus we can be anything right and with god god says what that you can be anything amen amen but the ship was now in the midst of the sea tossed with waves for the wind was contrary and in the fourth watch of the night jesus went unto them walking on the sea and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea they were troubled saying it is a spirit and they cried out of fear but straight away jesus spoke to them saying be of good cheer be encouraged it is not it is i be not afraid Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Let us bow our heads in prayer before we go into the word this morning. God, we thank you for all of the many blessings that you have bestowed upon us. We thank you for uh, us being in this space this morning uh, to hear a word from you. I ask that you allow me to take two paces back so that you can take three paces forward so that they may see you and not me. We ask that your word does not fall upon deaf ears, that our hearts and our minds and our ears be open to following your word. It's in our Jesus' name that we do pray and all of God's saints say, amen. Turn to your neighbor or talk to yourself. It won't seem strange this morning and tell yourself fateful distractions. I need a fateful distraction. Fateful distraction. Money, hobbies, habits, relationships, television, a job, power, entertainment, social media, a sound, a song, a friend, family, ourselves. All of these items noted can be what we call a distraction. Things that can prevent us from giving our full attention or enough attention to something else. And I must note that these things are not bad. Sometimes distractions can actually be a good thing, can be a shield from a certain reality. Distractions can be, uh, can, uh, can distract us from a certain type of hurt or pain, whether that be mental or physical. And with that being said, a distraction come to, sometimes can save our lives. Distractions can guide you to notice things and happenings around you and allows you to, as if, as they say, stop and smell the roses. Distractions can help you enjoy life. Distractions can help you foster a better reality and can put you and I on a path to our greatness. But in other times, distractions can lead to our detriment. Distractions uh, can be there sometimes just to disrupt our path and stop us from focusing on that which is most important. The wrong distraction can have us driving 100 miles in the wrong direction from our destiny. The wrong distraction can have us fighting for the wrong causes, supporting the wrong initiatives. The wrong distractions can, give, can, can change outcomes like elections. 
the wrong distractions can have us focusing on things and items that don't add any value to our lives or the people around us. The wrong distractions can have us forgetting about the change that needs to happen in our country. The effects of systemic racism and years of calculated oppression, the wrong distractions can stop us from making the possible happen. And this morning we have a twofold equation, a story that relates to us to power and a fateful distraction and the effects of focusing on the wrong distraction. Our story gives us a glimpse of what happens when we keep focus and what happens when we lose it. So if you have your Bibles, if you have your phone, we'll be coming from Matthew 14. Let's place our feet in the shoes of Peter. Let's walk on the water with Peter this morning and ask ourselves what is going on in the story? What allowed Peter to do the impossible? And why did he lose focus? And in on the flip side of that, why we should be rejoicing and thankful that he did lose focus. So let's, let's paint the picture. Let's set it up. Christ has just five, fed 5,000 men, women, and children. A miracle that has all of those living in the area talking. The, the rumors are running rapid. There's a miracle worker in town, a king, a savior, and people are seeking to see him. And Jesus allows the people to come. And then after preaching and healing and feeding the people, the word tells us that Jesus constrains the disciples to go away. Jesus tells his disciple, let me clear out the crowd. And I can imagine in this moment after this miracle, I can imagine the disciples coming to Jesus in this moment and saying, let, let us help Jesus. We can help you. You, you tell the crowd to go away and then we can all leave together. But the word tells us that Jesus constrained the disciples. Go get on the boat and cross over to the other side. I'll meet you over there. But Jesus didn't go right away to them. Matthew tells us Jesus went up along the mountainside and started to pray and meditate. And as Jesus was praying, the disciples well, in the midst of a storm, verse 24 tells us that the ship was tossed with waves. The wind was contrary. I like that word. Can we see ourselves on the boat with the disciples? The wind was contrary, meaning that they were rowing, but they weren't getting anywhere. Have you ever felt like this in life where you're feeling like, or you're feeling like that right now, like you're moving and you're busy and you have so much going on, but it seems that you're not getting anywhere. The old folks used to say, you're just spinning your wheels and it's causing you to lose hope. Have you ever felt like this just busy? coming and going, but staying in the same place. I believe they call it stagnant. This can be 
frustrating to say the least. And this is how the disciples must have felt. Can't you see them rowing and rowing, but not going anywhere? Once they got over one wave, here comes another wave just to push them back further. Have you felt like this? But in the midst of all this, in the midst of this storm, of this stagnation, the word tells us it was in the fourth watch of the night to make it even worse, meaning that it was in the last part of the night between the hours of three and six in the morning. The point where you when you wake up and it's so dark and you look at your clock on the side of the bed and you, you somewhat smile because you know you got about another two hours to sleep before you have to go to work. But you know you got to go to work. It's that time of the night when you start seeing things in the dark that aren't really there. Do you remember this as a child, the, the fourth watch of the night? During this time, you become afraid of items in your room that, can, that can't even cause you harm. Things start to look different in the dark and you make everything out to be something you should be afraid of. Everything looks scary and in life, everything looks impossible to conquer, to overcome. This is in the fourth watch of the night. This is preaching to someone I preached to myself this week about this. Yeah, so the disciples saw Jesus walking on the water in the darkest time of the night. And they were afraid and they cried out of fear, but Jesus didn't let them sit too long in their fear. For the word tells us that straight away, Jesus said, it is I. Be encouraged. Be not afraid. In this, this morning, we can, re we can rejoice. In the hour of the disciples' need, Jesus came to them. When the wind was contrary and life was a struggle, Jesus was there to help. No sooner had the need arisen, Jesus was there to help and to save. And as the old folks used to say, God is our own time God. And then the people would reply, yes, God is. In life, when the wind is contrary, there are times when we are up against it and life is a desperate struggle with ourselves, with our circumstances, with our temptations, with our sorrows, with our decisions. And at such a time, no one needs to struggle alone for Jesus comes to us across the storms of life with his hands stretched out to save and with his calming, clear voice, bidding us to take heart, have no fear. These were the soothing and calming words from Jesus. So Peter asked the question, Lord, if it is you, call for me and I will come. And then Jesus said, come. What an amazing moment this is. Christ inviting Peter to do the impossible. And Peter having the faith, the faith to believe that he could. 
What does this say to us this morning? What inspiring message does this relay? That even in the midst of our storm, when we are afraid and feel like nothing is going anywhere, it tells us not only the question, but the, but the possibility that if we seek an invitation, then the impossible can become possible with faith. Let me say that one more time. That if we seek an invitation, then the impossible can become possible with faith. And in that moment, Jesus became a faithful distraction. It took faith from Peter, from Peter to believe that he could walk on water just as Christ did. And in that moment, Peter forgot all about what was going on around him. Yes, the wind was still blowing. The storm was still roaring. The boat was still rocking and in, it was still dark as all get out. But in that moment, for a few steps, Peter was distracted by Christ and the impossible happened. So the question is for us this morning, what impossible things could we do if our lives, if we got distracted by Jesus, if we stop allowing the distractions around us that only seem to keep us afraid and fearful to control our narrative? What if we got distracted by Jesus and stopped giving our energy to distractions that just keep us busy? not going anywhere. What if we would only ask the question and it be answered? What impossibilities could become possible in our own lives? So Peter got out the boat. He sees Jesus just a little way and he embarks on the impossible. His faith in that moment was sufficient for the task he was distracted by Jesus for a few steps and Peter walked on water. He found a new path, a new way of doing things. But the word tells us when he saw the wind, when he started to notice the wind again, he was afraid. And he began to sink below the water and he cried out, Lord, save me. Lord, Save me. Can we see ourselves in Peter this morning? Can we relate this morning? Have you ever felt like you were on the path, the, the right path? Almost doing the impossible or doing the impossible. Things were going well. You had gotten over that past something that caused you to be afraid and, and, and the thing that stopped you in the past and then in the midst of your process, in the midst of your climb to greatness, that same fear comes back around and causes you to fall. Not because it was different, not because it was something New or you haven't seen it before. Not because it snuck up on us. 
only because we started to pay attention again to it. We started to give it energy. We allowed it to distract us again. Can you relate this morning? In these moments, it can be life shattering. And we can feel in these moments as if all the work that we had done and we had built up our faith and our courage to take the next step was for nothing. It can cause you to give up, to get back on the boat and just whimper and cry and get back into that position of being stagnant, of taking one step forward and getting one step pushed back, never to try the impossible again. But as the word tells us, and as the old folks used to say, God is a pleasant help in the time of need, in the time of trouble. And as Peter started to notice once again the wind around him, he cried out, Lord, save me. And Jesus reached out immediately to save him. And with this story, we can rejoice. Because even in the lack of our faith, even with the lack of faith, when, when we take our eyes off Christ, we can rejoice that Christ does not take his eyes off of us. Oh, yes. It is a sign and a symbol that what, what he always does for his people. When the wind is contrary, when we are in danger of being overwhelmed by the storms of life, when we fall Christ is still there. When we can't see a way forward, Christ is still there. When we get distracted, Christ is still there. Not to put us back on the boat necessarily. And to be in the same situation. But when we get back on the boat, Christ gets back on the boat with us. To put us back on a path of greatness. And in that, this morning, we rejoice. We get distracted by Jesus. And we promise this morning, and we focus this morning, to get distracted by what Christ got distracted by. So let us promise each other this morning, and promise yourself, to get distracted by the injustice that you see happen. Get distracted by the racism that you see. Get distracted by the inequality for human beings that you see. Get distracted about what's going on in your life. Get distracted and keep your focus on what Jesus is at. Let's step out of that boat of complacency. That boat of being stagnant. That boat of... Uh, that does, that's not bothering me over there, so I'm not going to worry about it. The boat of doing nothing. A boat that goes nowhere. And let's promise this morning that we will get a faithful distraction that allows us to walk out on faith, to walk out on hope, to be focused with our eyes and our hearts fixed on Christ. Ashe, alhamdulillah, and amen.
Thank you for listening to the Park Avenue Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to worship with us in person, our services are on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m.-ish. We are at 486 Park Ave in Southeast Atlanta, across the street from Grant Park, at the corner of Park Ave and Sydney Street. To find out more about us or get in touch, visit our website at parkavebaptist.com. Now go into a world that is too often unjust. Knowing that the God that created you loves you. And empowers you to love boldly, live inclusively. And serve creatively. Creatively.